0: Hello, moms and teens, it's Dr. Nikki here, and we are on season three of Never Have I Ever. We're watching episodes one and two, and it's so much fun to see what happens to our lovable and struggling characters. So enjoy the episode.
1: Hey, moms and teens, welcome back to Mom and Teen Real Talk. I'm Angie Sally. I'm here with Dr. Nikki. We are talking about season three, Never Have I Ever. So we've been with these characters for two seasons. We've seen them grow and change. I love that unexpected things happen on this show. There are so many corny teenage high school shows with typical situations and these characters grow and change and Trent who was just a goofy side character with kind of one dimension of just being sort of dumb the funny dumb guy now has all these layers he's come into play we've seen Davy struggle and make hard decisions here we are at season three slut shaming Nikki What do you think?
0: (laughs) It's pretty amazing how it goes in both ends. Like either, you know, so for a girl, she would be considered a slut if she slept with too many people. But I thought it was really interesting how they were talking about her because they had no idea whether she had slept around or not. They had no evidence of her sleeping with anybody else. But the assumption was that she had to be sleeping with Paxton in order for her to land a guy like Paxton because Mm -hmm. they are such an unusual pair. So I thought that was a really interesting version of sh- of slut shaming. It wasn't that she was sleeping with so many people or even you know slept with anybody that they knew about. They just assumed that she was sleeping with somebody, which I thought was pretty fascinating. Like just even yeah. making that assumption.
1: Right, and such a good point too, because these rumors, whether they're true or not, the same thing happened with the anorexia ru- rumor where Davey didn't think, it was true. It was just like something she blurted out. And so whether the rumor is true or not really is not as important or vital or essential. And everyone focuses on that piece. Like, is it true? Is it not true? Is it true? It's just that the message is out there and that becomes hurtful that the the idea that Davy must be a sled, because that is the only reason that Paxton would have her as his girlfriend. And then the idea that Davy sort of buys into that, like, is that all that I have? People can't see that I have worth and value other than that. And she gets scared and panicked, whether than thinking, rather than thinking it doesn't matter what everyone else is saying. That's ridiculous. That's not even true. So I'll just wait for this rumor to blow over. She sort of feels hurt by it. She's questioning herself. She's questioning their relationship, wondering if everyone is thinking that and it changes her feelings even I think being she's
0: worried about what other people are thinking because she clearly knows that that's not true she hadn't slept with him and they were very clear about the fact that you know she felt like she needed to wait and he seemed somewhat patient with her so yeah. it wasn't even true yet for some reason everybody's version of her or opinion of her became so important it didn't really matter Paxton was with her whether they believed something or not didn't really matter at all. So it, it's not even that she got him. She needed everybody else to affirm her or somehow validate her and her relationship with him to be okay too. So it wasn't even enough that she had gotten Paxton as her boyfriend, the person she'd been in love with for forever and thought was the hottest guy around. Now she needed everybody else to somehow validate that she was worthy of his love. It wasn't even him enough. So
1: that's right. And whole- Rival yeah, and the whole been. idea, I think part of it was wrapped up in what she thought. If Paxton is my boyfriend, then everyone will know I'm worthy, I'm whole, I'm hot, I'm acceptable. All of the things she thought that being his girlfriend that that defines her as to the universe, to the high school universe as being a worthy, cool, popular, acceptable person. And now she has Paxton and she's still not that acceptable person. I thought it was great with the therapist when Davy had insisted they have an I have a boyfriend party. And Davy is bummed. You get everything that you want and you still don't feel whole if you do not have that Feeling of wholeness and acceptance for yourself.
0: Great. Well, that's that whole arrival fantasy thing. Like you believe that if this thing happened for you, you'd be okay, that everything Mm -hmm. would be fine, that nothing would. But now she's worried about a million other things. Like what do other people think about him? Does he really love her or not? She's worrying about whether he's going to still stay with her. If she decides to not have a sex, she has like a million things that she's still worrying about. So it almost alleviated nothing. And if anything, it made things a little bit worse. Like she seems in some ways more stressed than I saw her before. So Mm actually getting, to the place where you think you want to go without somehow dealing with your own feelings and thoughts and emotions about it will not make that place any better. I don't care how long it takes to get there. And then the whole process sucks because you're worrying about it and then worrying about it after it's just, it's so interesting to watch that play out.
1: It's so true. And it happens to everyone. So anyone listening, right? You think of that goal that you're aiming for right now. And maybe it's just like, I want to have a nice, Thanksgiving meal with my family. It can be a small goal. It can be a, a huge goal. I want to complete grad school within the next six years, whatever it is. Think of that goal and what you have writing on it, right? What do you believe will be the outcome of that, that that will make you a better person, that that will mean you are kind and loving and generous, that that will mean you have matured and achieved a certain level. And if you could just think about feeling that right now, can you think of yourself as that whole and kind person now before you've achieved that level? Because we think the thing is going to do it for us and sometimes we get there and we still feel insecure most of the time. Most of there. us
0: definitely do. Absolutely. I love what you said about what do you have riding on it. Like what do you believe will be so different once you get there. So. I'm not saying don't have your goals because I think that, you know, the process is for us to evolve. I mean, especially if you're a young person and I don't think this is true of only young people. Cause I think about young people and young adults and parents, I think we should all be looking forward to how, how we can make our lives better, improve our relationships, how we can make the world better, whatever it is that we're going to contribute and not necessarily, you know, only for young people to look forward, but to, to, evolve in that way, but to really enjoy and learn from the journey, like you're going to go through that and you've got all this time. Are you not going to just enjoy that time you have? Are you not going to develop really great relationships with people? Are you not going to grow as a human and a person? Like why
1: wait? What? Yes. Sense. Exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what in this whole idea of slut-shaming, it's just so so crazy and silly. And I I liked that when Davy said, like, what should I do? She has this whole conflict about it, and she's thinking I should face those girls maturely and tell them what you said about me was wrong, or I could, you know, get revenge some way. And then finally, when she says that to them, she kind of talks to them directly and thinks that's going to have a big impact. And the girls are kind of just like, huh, okay, no big deal. The way that Davey thought of this as a huge, all-consuming, you know, important issue, those girls had just, they were not focusing on Davy's life. They could life. care
0: less about Davy's life. They are totally focused on their own life and they're right. saying whatever they feel like saying because they're completely self absorbed and just want to say whatever they feel like saying. And they could care less about Davy. And she is spending so much time worrying about what they think. That's so exactly. amazing as opposed to right. what she thinks. But they could care less. And that's so true of everything, don't you think? Like other people might say whatever. They say, but they're not spending their lives like obsessing about you and your life and what's going on with you.
1: Yeah, and I think, and she said something like, "Well, that wasn't as satisfying. Like this conversation didn't go as I thought. <laughs> when she stood up to them and felt so solid and certain in herself that this was going to be impactful to tell them. Once again, it comes back to: it's not about the people around us. It's how Davy's feeling about herself. But you know what they
0: said afterwards? So she thought she was like doing a really great thing, like setting them straight, telling them that she didn't sleep with him. And then they said, well, Paxton isn't going to be satisfied by just touching boobs and watching TikTok videos. And that's exactly what she's doing. They had read her number. They had gotten her number so completely. And then she had to start worrying about something else. Like, did
1: she have to have sex or not? oh my
0: God, it's like the never ending supply of things to worry about.
1: Yeah. And then Davy's not thoughtful. She doesn't go within and think like, what do I want in this relationship? She just felt compelled. Okay. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. And we see her like clenching her fists with Paxton, like, okay, do it. I'm ready. Go. You know? And it's in this like scary situation where she feels that that's what she has to do in their relationship and kind of she's convinced herself I want to do this this is my choice it's not pressure from Paxton it's really all about Davy, and we see especially that it's not pressure from Paxton because he's really thoughtful and recognizes her signals and points it out to her and talks to her and says no that's not why I'm I'm with you. This is not, you know, I'm happy that you're my girlfriend. And uh this is not what I had pictured. Like, I don't need to have sex to change our relationship in any way. He's happy where it's at.
0: I mean, Paxton is not a guy who hasn't had his share of relationships or sex or meaningless sex or whatever it is. They make it pretty clear that Paxton is a, a guy who has around the block a few times.
1: Right. In episode two, we oh see my God. exactly how many people. Oh.
0: <laughs> that he has heard in the process of kind of doing whatever it is that he had the urge to do at the time without regard for whatever somebody else's feelings were.
1: Yeah. Which... Or not even him. I like, I thought that he wasn't painted as the villain where he had a list of girls that he wanted to quote unquote conquer. He, the way that it came up was maybe these girls were also, they were eager to make out with Paxton or, you know, kiss him at the school dance, whatever the situations were. And then they were hopeful that he would talk to them the next day. And he was in this, confused kid state of like, oh, dude, what happened? I don't I don't know what to do. And he didn't pursue a relationship with these girls. So I thought it was interesting to see not as a not as a villain, but as just kind of a not carefully considering what is happening at age presumably 15 and 16 in his life, how these girls that he's encountering who maybe are also very eager to make out with him that what that reaction is in their life or what that result is creating. He's just, it's not occurred to him. When Haley talks to Davy, she understands completely and when she tells Paxton, Paxton's like, "Oh, yeah, that is kind of crappy. It didn't He didn't even think about it
0: absolutely. I mean, I think as moms of boys, you know, I have a son. He is now a young adult. He definitely has desires and urges for things that he wants to do, And he has to learn how to consider the feelings of somebody else, even if they seem to share the same desire or not.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I, I worry about him more than I worry about my daughter in terms of her being able to decide something for herself about him being able to miss some cues or to hurt Mm -hmm. somebody's feelings. I definitely like worry about, about where guys get confused about stuff and hurt feelings and overstep. And I think that's probably what was going on with Paxton, that he was just kind of like going with the moment and enjoying himself and, you know, a situation presented himself itself and he probably was maybe hopeful that they had the same feelings about that situation and sometimes you do and sometimes you don't but you know, then he would back himself into a corner in a place where he felt embarrassed and a, a you know, probably felt ashamed about whatever was going on and couldn't actually either own up to it or confront anybody. That's a hard thing to confront somebody to say, listen, I know we had that night together. I, I, I just don't feel like, you know, I want to pursue anything or I'm not looking for any serious relationship or whatever it is. If you were looking for something else, I'm really sorry about that. Like, I think there are ways to do it, but we're so scared to somehow like, I don't know, unleash some fury or something, or get people mad at us, or, so we, we always find out uh, that telling the truth is good.
1: What'd you say? I think that's so smart, what you said, right? That's the, I think that's so smart, what you said, what you said about, you can, you can talk to that person and say, hey, I know we had that night together, uh, I wasn't expecting this to continue. I think you're a good person. You know, I had a great time, whatever, having that direct conversation rather than just avoiding it and leaving that person wondering if you're going to call or text and they're waiting for you or they're expecting you to say hi and talk to them at school the next day and you're ghosting them, that's painful for that other person And maybe when you have that conversation, that other person says, yeah, me too. I don't want to talk to you ever again. So it's not that they're necessarily hanging on to every word or waiting for you to call. But having that conversation is the key to understanding where that other person is, how they're feeling, just acknowledging this is where I'm at. I'm being direct with you. So you don't have to expect something else happening next time and gives Definitely. them the opportunity to respond and talk to you about how they're feeling.
0: Right, but but yeah. if, you're, if your first instinct is to either go somebody or run away, then you know that something's up, either going mm-hmm. on for you or some expectation from somebody else or some ability to hurt somebody. So if you're feeling like, oh my God, you know, either I've done something wrong or I can't talk to that person again, or in Haley's case, this was somebody who was a family friend for a long time, all of a sudden they're not friends. She was hopeful about their friendship going to another level, and then he ended up not even being friends with her. So not only did she not get another level of friendship from him or a relationship, but she also got completely defriended from him, which was definitely hurtful and different. But, But if you inside yourself truly believe that you have to either ignore or run away or do something completely different, then you have to assume that the situation is uncomfortable and probably for both. And confusing.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And then what do you think about this whole idea of everyone in the school is taking that test for um Valentine's Day to oh, see the compatibility? who the compatibility who aligns with the interests and who matches up well as a couple and everyone kind of being paired up as their couple and then the Davy recognition. Recognizing that Paxton really is a good fit, or maybe is a good fit on paper with Haley. They have so much in common. They had been friends for their entire life. They get along well, their families are friends. And and then Davy's insecurity comes right back again. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, isn't that interesting where we get worried about other people's exes? So whatever Mm -hmm. happened in that relationship, you know, when there is an ex is the relationship was cut off and the other person had actively chosen you as a partner. And still we get worried about that. What do you think we're worried about the fact that they have a history and somehow the history will bubble up if they know somebody intimately? Do we think that could happen more easily once it happens once? Like, can we not trust that this relationship had ended for whatever reason? it ended and that the active choice was actually to be with Davy or be with whoever is the person that's with, like, do we have to cut off all previous relationships in order to make us feel secure about our relationship with that person? And then I guess the other question is if they do run back to that person, was there anything we could have done about that anyway? And is our worry and jealousy helping them to not run back to that person? And clearly it, isn't but I don't know what you think about that
1: yeah I mean it is it's really interesting I think it is if you have had strong overpowering feelings for someone where you've been in that situation of like love enamored one over that butterflies in your stomach feeling for someone at some point I think that's that's such a unique connection to have with someone else that you don't have with 95% of the people in your life who you know and care about, but then when you have that, I am falling in love with you, I'm crazy about you feeling, it's so overpowering and it's so consuming that it's hard to believe that that could go away completely, that you could, if you didn't see that person for two years and you had ended the relationship that if you met again and ran into each other one day would there be nothing there would there not be any kind of fluttery I adore you feelings even once the relationship has ended I think that's that's how I see it that's my (laughs)
0: I think that's a possibility, but I don't think you go in with that idea or assumption to start with.
1: You mean, who doesn't go in with that idea? So it would be like if Davey just assumed that Paxton was devoting all of his attention to her as he is, Paxton is all in on Davey. She has him preparing a... Cute meal for her on valentine's day he is trying at like next level paxton it's not just sending her an occasional text he is learning and growing and being the best boyfriend that he can be and he's enthralled with davy he loves her personality and who she is and davy's still wondering is he a better match with Haley? Am I not cute enough or hot enough for him? And she's cooler than me. And she plays paintball. All the insecurities are still there. We really see that n- nothing has changed for Davy, Even having Paxton as a devoted, committed boyfriend who keeps reassuring her that she's his person. Yeah, <laughs> no, I
0: Absolutely nothing has changed for Davey no, totally. <laughs> except right, right. now Paxton is her boyfriend and she seems to have that much more to lose at the moment so nothing has changed and that's that idea that you you think something will change everything for you in your life and you'll be okay once you get there and clearly things are not okay until you figure out you know how to like how to deal with your own thinking about stuff and and yeah. how to decide what you're thinking intentionally. I mean we talk about that a lot. So, yeah, no it's really it's really amazing to see how consistently and and he really does love like he is paying incredibly good attention to her. He is definitely a strong Davey fan. He's willing to change a lot. The fact that he was going to apologize to all those girls like he was growing and learning and 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 I think doing really well. I I've been pretty proud of Paxton even even where Paxton struggles I've, I've well been very- I'm
1: still I'm still all in on Ben yeah Paxton <laughs> is doing a great job for Paxton and then Ben is just the perfect guy for Davey he he adores who she is her personality her quirky, like I we have to have a detective mission to find out who my troll is. He's caught up in that and her what she's doing. And he doesn't even realize at Anisa's game when he's been asked to be there to be a support for Anisa, who he also likes. Ben genuinely thinks Anisa is cool, funny, interesting, but he doesn't realize how he has noticed that Anisa is not his person. That is not his match. They don't have the same drive for academic success and, and the things that he does align with Davey. Again, he's not in the maturest position to recognize what's going on. He's not looking at it too closely. He's just Going along with being interested in Davey and thinking that that's a friendship and not being the greatest boyfriend and thinking that he's being a pretty good boyfriend, he's not too self-aware right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen him in a couple of relationships where he hadn't been too self-aware and seemed to just be staying in it for whatever reason. So the original girlfriend he had was, was that Zoe Maytag or whatever it was, because she had the yeah. father that was influential and he liked having a girlfriend. Clearly she was not his person and vice versa. He wasn't her person. And Anisa, I really do. She believes that Ben is her person. She's really kind of all in and Ben, seems to be pretty disrespectful of her and who she is and saying things that I think are, are very thoughtless. And he tends to be pretty thoughtful, especially related to Davey, but definitely not related to Anissa. And I thought John McEnroe makes a really interesting observation that Anissa just wants to be seen. And clearly Ben is not seeing her for who Anissa is and what's important to her and, and what she loves to do and, and where her struggles are.
1: Yeah. And I like that Anissa has kind of the opposite reaction of Davey with this insecurity instead of like running around and questioning it and trying to change it and change Ben's mind or like change her outfit or win him over. She's she's recognizing like, hey, he said this to me. That's offensive. She speaks to him directly, confronts him what you said, really hurt me. It's offensive. You're belittling me. I'm smart. I'm worth more than this. And I deserve someone who likes me as I am right now. And it's just so brilliant. She recognizes what's going on. She doesn't try to jump in when she sees Ben and Davey laughing. She doesn't run over there in a panicky scramble like, hey, you guys, and remind Ben to put his arm around her. She Sees it and goes away and thinks about it and does what she wants to work on and then speaks to Ben about how she feels, which is really mature. And then maybe has a rebound reaction in the bathroom where she kisses Fabiola, which is pretty unexpected. Fabiola is
0: pretty fabulosa. I mean, don't
1: you think she's like she is so, so awesome? awesome. Yeah. Oh she's my so God. Cute.
0: So incredibly awesome. She really, she's excited and she loves what she loves and she finds something interesting about everything. She's so emotionally in some ways mature. I just love Fabiola. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that too. she brought Gears, Gears Brosnan to the game and had him kind of set up to say wonderful things about Anissa. She's like a true friend. I, just a true friend in every sense of the word.
1: Yeah. She is kind and generous and like clueless about thing. I love when she made the Taylor Swift com- comment and said like, is that right? I don't know. It, she's just being completely dialed into her interests in robotics and not all of the other pop culture stuff that Davy is sort of obsessed with <laughs> and and just being a good friend and being herself,
0: yeah. She's totally herself. Yeah. Davy's really obsessed with the popularity thing, somehow believing that that's going to make her life go well or ok. But Fabiola seems pretty happy to be Fabiola, and mm-hmm. I really enjoy her a lot. And I was really happy that Anita kissed her. I was like, yes. That is the person who really is seeing you well. Now that doesn't mean you necessarily have to kiss or have an intimate relationship with somebody who sees you well, but that seems like a good beginning at least. So Mm -hmm. as compared to other beginnings we've seen really based on other people's insecurities. Although this might be based in Anissa's insecurities that she feels, oh, finally somebody saw her. This is the person I'm going to pay attention to and then maybe I'll be seen more. But Fabiola is a pretty fantastic person, so- She's a great
1: person. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, And it didn't,
1: uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what that, what comes of that. And then Mm -hmm. we have Eleanor questioning herself too, in her relationship where she, she finds herself using Trent where she doesn't feel a lot of overpowering love for Trent and wants to break up with him. And then realizes there's this possibility that she could be in a commercial As an actor, and then has to decide if she's comfortable with using someone. I mean, his Um, uncle
0: said it, said, well, I'll use somebody who makes my son happy. And I think Eleanor realized that she actually was not in the business of making Trent happy at this moment. She was in the business of making Eleanor happy and that's Mm -hmm. okay, but she'll have to make that decision. Eleanor's a pretty solid person too. Like she's dramatic and she does her own thing, but I think she's a pretty solid friend and has been a great friend to Fabiola and to Davey.
1: Well, I love that we see Fabiola be another great friend because Eleanor says, I used Trent to get this part in the, in the commercial. So. Okay. And Fabiola doesn't say that's wrong or that's terrible or that's awesome. That's so cool. You should definitely use Trent. She gives no advice. Fabiola just says, well, what are you going to do about it? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. And she just listens. It's like, how many friends in the world do we have it's hard to find those friends who just listen it's so hard not to give that advice like well you shouldn't do that you shouldn't use someone for to be in a commercial that's wrong and and as friends we usually tend to give some advice maybe where it's not always warranted and so i love that fabiola just listens again
0: yeah, no, I think that's really, really great. And that's such a, a, good, a good thought for all of us to just listen to somebody and see where their mind takes them. Because clearly Eleanor was struggling with it. She wasn't extremely excited and she wasn't really unhappy. She was trying to figure out what made sense for her and her growth and what she wanted. And then Usually we have to deal with other people, so you still got to think about them because we're on this planet with so many other people, and we definitely have to think about whatever's going on with them. And Trent is really loving Eleanor. Like mm-hmm. I, Trent really loves her. He thinks she's brilliant and talented and beautiful, and and yeah, Trent. Yeah, and I, I I like Trent. You know, Trent is always himself. He can be a real idiot, but then he has these moments of brilliance. I I I kind of like that character. That's a really really fun character.
1: Yeah, he's pretty funny. I do too. He seems genuinely Trent all the time. There's nothing fake about him. Yeah, and he's he says such jerky things. Um, I thought it would even he calls Davy crazy Davy. That that like nomenclature has not gone away. Davy had that whole crisis about it and. I think this happens in high school and in life and you think, oh, that's this is like wrong and we shouldn't say that. And that's really hurtful. And that somebody is still sort of an immature, less thoughtful person who's still doing that. But it's just light, you know, that that's enough that Davey can let it roll off her there's not the whole school is not calling her crazy Davy she has let go of the idea that she's crazy Davy and so yeah no ben I like that idea once
0: she, once she let go of the idea of crazy Davy it didn't have quite the impact on her it doesn't but have I impact. don't think Trent really meant that in any way like no and way. I don't think
1: it's yeah it he's not saying it with like vitriol and like hatred yeah. so it comes from a Trent place of just a clueless kind of That's rude to say. That is offensive. But he's just saying it offhand. And he's clueless about it and knows nothing about Davey. So he says crazy Davey, and it's still there. And I think you still have to put up with those things in the world that you wish would go away completely. And yeah,
0: but, but Trent, see, he says crazy Davey and I almost think he enjoys that like he enjoyed calling her the wolf girl or whatever it was there were things about the craziness that she does that he respects and likes. So yeah. Oh yeah, like it was in
1: admiration, like exactly. like
0: yeah.
1: yeah, you're like
0: crazy, man. So if she didn't attach a meaning to it that she was really crazy and losing her marbles and somehow gonna be whatever she envisions herself mm-hmm. as a crazy person, and we're all worried about people thinking we're crazy, that's for sure. That but, but with Trent, it really didn't mean anything. Uh, we can call Trent crazy, Trent because he's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's really wacky. He's a wackadoodle. And I, I think he enjoyed that. So, so really what people say to us means something because we believe it and we truly believe it. So she does believe something about her craziness or her yeah. ability to be sane or not sane. And she related it to the loss of her leg function and her paralysis. Like she's always questioning that about herself.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I liked, I liked all of this. I'm excited to see what happens for season three and.
0: Yeah, you know, you so we've begun the season, season three, and we just got out the fun book for season one so people can binge watch it and listen to the podcast and ask those really important questions and really get those great conversations going. I mean, the ones that keep you close and connected, you know, and still don't feel very intense or doesn't take on a lot of weight, which is really great, especially while talking about other people. But I'm almost sad. Like here we are in season three and there are only 10 episodes in season three. I I just don't want to lose these people. I don't know if you're feeling a little bit like, like that angst about, you know, like, I I almost won't enjoy the journey because I'm worried about it ending. I haven't looked it up.
1: Do we have season four? I haven't looked up anything or if season four is coming out or what's happening.
0: Oh, you're so good. Yeah. I don't know yet, but, but I I do know that we are beginning season three and it's really, really exciting. And I'm just going to lay back and enjoy the journey as opposed to worry about the ending, which was probably what we should do with all of our relationships and friendships and everything that we're going through. So
1: all right so everyone enjoy the journey have the fun conversations yeah check out the fun book and have these discussions with with your teenagers what find out what they think
0: I think you don't even need to do it just with your teenagers. Like I think you can do it with all your family members or your young adult family, like whatever it is. I think this is a a great way to just open up those very important conversations that will bring our relationships to the next level and really get us feeling like people are with with us, like have our back, are totally with us. I mean, that's really what we want. So we're so excited for you guys. And we're so excited to go through this season together and and get the next fun book out and do all kinds of wonderful things. All right. We
2: love you all. Bye. Bye. In on a swing I just turned five And I can do anything You're just my size And I like your smile Could you be my friend? Let's swing for a while